The AWS for Software Companies podcast, episode 15, Building Modern Data Strategies with Riaz Rehan, President of Products and Engineering at Alita, and Barry Morris of AWS. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS for Software Companies podcast, where we speak to software leaders around the world about their journeys to the cloud, overcoming obstacles, and the role that Amazon Web Services play in their success. Today, Barry Morris of AWS discusses modern data strategies with Riaz Rehan, President of Products and Engineering at Alita, on how they have designed their data strategy to manage through the extraordinary complexities of handling large volumes of data. My name is Barry Morris. I'm a general manager in our data management team in AWS. That's a broad team that's delivering on a wide range of data management technologies from databases to analytics to AI and, and, and ML. And really, I'm excited to spend a bit of time with you today just giving you an, an idea of how we view the building of modern data strategies. So in talking to customers, there's one thing that comes through every single time. Data is everything. Every customer, at the end of the day, it's all about data. But what are they specifically interested in is being data-driven. And so I want to just spend a couple of moments up front talking about what it means to be data-driven. And I want you to imagine for a moment a company that's quite far down this track of being a data-driven company. These are companies that treat data as an asset that they can leverage into all sorts of different things. And these are some of the characteristics of them. I think of it in terms of it's about getting the right data to the right place at the right time and the right person in the right format. And these are companies that have done that. They've invested in that. They've got to that point. And so on this question of where do their employees spend their time, they spend their time making the business decisions that they're needing to make, whether that employee is a person driving a truck or whether that person is in the, in the boardroom. They've got the data, the right data, in the right format. They can make those decisions. In terms of how they make those decisions, it's data-driven, and, and, and that's obvious. Netflix is a good example here, where they do literally millions of tests in order to make a decision. You don't get to change a workflow or a screen or anything like that without doing a test and following the data. So data-driven companies are going to make their decisions based on data. How do they get the work done? Uh, AWS, great example. We're a very data-driven company. And what it does, if you get the data to the teams, is that it allows them to make good decisions without oversight. And that turns them into much more autonomous teams, which gives you a much more scalable company. And so data-driven companies tend to be more decentralized. They tend to have more autonomous teams. They allow people to make decisions for themselves based off of the data. Same thing for how you build products. Data-driven companies build their products off of the data. Formula One is a great example, if, if an extreme example. Those cars are delivering over a million data points per second, not during prototyping or during practice, but during the actual race. And the people tracking that stuff know exactly the temperature of every component and how much strain the, the left suspension unit is under and whether that's better than it was last time and so on. And so data-driven design of products, and by the way, if they didn't do that, they lose the race. And then how data is perceived in these companies is it gets treated as a product. You have product-like uh, cycles, you have sprints, you have all of that stuff. Your important data sets are being served up to other people in the organization in a way that it's being optimized in the same way that you optimize a product on a databases. 
So what are the results? Well, I'm not going to go through the detail of that, but you're going to get leverage everywhere. You're going to get leverage in costs, and you're going to get leverage in top line. You're going to get competitive leverage from doing this. So that's what people are trying to do. There are three big themes that we want to talk about, um, and this is the core of really what we'll be talking about today. And it's really about building foundations, about weaving connective tissue, and about democratizing the data. So I'm going to in invite Riaz up to the stage. So Riaz Rehan is, uh, is the president of product and engineering for Alida, which is a customer experience management company and a leader in that space. And I believe that you've uh, been through a process of moving towards being much more data-driven. Do you want to give us a few words on what that's about? Yeah, sure, absolutely. And, and thank you, Barry, for inviting Alida and, and for this great event. Uh, so a bit of background, I've used AWS for the last decade and a bit, right? So I've been an early adopter in two companies prior to Alida as well. Mm -hmm. uh, at Alida, uh, just to give you a little bit of context, Alida is a mid-sized software company, global company based in Toronto and Vancouver, serving about 650 enterprise customers around the world, many of which are Fortune 500 companies, right? Mm -hmm. I'd say a vast majority of our customers are in the US. We have some across the pond in uh, Western Europe, and we have customers in, in, in Australia, uh, Singapore, and so on. So for a company like us that's collecting a lot of data on behalf of our customers, so what we do is, uh, you talked about Netflix uh, and some of the other logos on your previous slide, all of those are customers of ours, right? So we help them collect data about their customers. That's what we do. So when you talk about being data-driven, there's two big challenges that we deal with every day. The first is around volume. We're just collecting a lot of data, right? Mm -hmm. I noticed you guys had feedback forms on, on the tables over here. We do that with about 176 million humans around the world. Uh, and we add about a million more every month. So the, the, the scale at which these companies are using our platform to collect data is staggering, and we would not be able to do it without being completely cloud-driven on AWS using all of the native technology that you guys make accessible. The second challenge for us is all around access and around security. Mm -hmm. Because uh, again, I draw your attention to the sheet in front of you. It says there clearly, please don't put any personal information. Imagine doing that with 176 million people, right? You don't want PII coming in, and if it sneaks in, you want to redact. You don't want to, you want to make sure that the right people, I think in your opening comments you said, the right people get access to the right data. Imagine if the incorrect people, I won't say wrong, but incorrect people got access to, that could be catastrophic. It could be the end of our business. Yeah. And again, that's, that's a big part of what we do, in addition to complying with SOC 2 and GDPR and all the good stuff, right? Yeah. So that's essentially what we do as a company every day, and we run 24 by, by 7 by 365, and it's all on AWS. Wow, wow. So maybe you have to cast your mind back a bit here, but can you remember what was the first thing that you did in order to build this very data-driven operation? I joined this company about four years ago, and, and we did a complete reboot of the company. We rebranded as well. We used to be known as Vision Critical. Now we're known as Alida. The first thing we did was I went on a listening tour, and I, and I talked to as many customers as I could, right? Because we're very customer-driven. Mm -hmm. And at the time, our scale of operations was was a lot smaller than it is today. We've been growing like a weed for the past four years. But a big chunk of that was around focusing on what our customers want to do and why they want to do it. So focusing on the outcome that they want to drive, right? Mm -hmm. It turns out that a lot of what you said on your first slide applies. They want to drive growth. They want it to be profitable, especially in today's environment. And they want to get off the blocks quickly. So I can use the example of a large coffee company out of Seattle. 
that had uh, that had a little bit of a problem with you know with their employees who wanted to unionize, and they wanted to drive a big voice of employee initiative as an example. They worked with us, and of course we use AWS, and we talked to our AWS uh, contacts, and we were able to scale up within. We told them a week; it took us two days, thanks to AWS. But we were able to scale up a voice of employee program for two hundred and twenty-five thousand employees across the U.S. So it was a small Seattle company. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, with the green logo. And we were able to scale that up very rapidly in two days. They were surprised too. And we ran this, and the, and the net result of that is that their employees gave a lot of feedback, which allowed them to tweak some of their policies. They have a new CEO coming in, and they were able to avert what could have been something mm -hmm. catastrophic for them, right? Yeah. So we started with, to answer your question, we started with the customer, understood what the customer was trying to do, and then work backwards from there to design our data strategy. And of course, we used all the tools at our disposal, you know, S3, Elasticsearch, Redshift, and, and the yeah, lot. Yeah. Did you have difficulty getting uh, executive sponsorship for building this? I, I would put it delicately, and I said there were opportunities for alignment. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and what I mean by that is, if you look at a customer experience company like us, there's obviously sales who deals with the customer at the time of sale, there's pre-sales, there's sales engineering and so on. But then after the sale is done, you have customer success, which is such a big part of making these programs successful or not. Mm -hmm. Then you have professional services and then you have R&D, which has to get feedback. So there's at least four or five big parts of the organization that have to be all aligned mm -hmm. towards the customer's goal. So we believe in putting the customer in the middle and then kind of surrounding the customer with, as opposed to putting ourselves in the middle. And when we do that, it was a cultural change for the company three and a half, four years ago. Today, it's commonplace. But when we came in, we wanted to drive that. The other thing we drove was we said every 90 days, we would bring new capability, new features, new functionality to our customers. And we called this approach rolling thunder. Mm -hmm. It was unheard of at the time when we started. So, so yeah, there were a few challenges around. But then as people saw the reaction of customers, when they saw, customers kind of loved the fact that every 90 days we have something new to give them and show them and for them to try out, that became a rallying cry. So we aligned all parts of our organization around it, and I think it's been very successful. Excellent. Did you have any challenges around security and protection of data and trust of data? Uh, absolutely. We work in an industry which is, uh, which is highly governed. So obviously there's you know, the usual suspects, SOC 2, GDPR, ISO, et cetera. But the companies we serve, we have five big verticals. We have a tech vertical, so we're serving everybody from Facebook to Netflix to Amazon to Google and so on. We have a big business around media, mm -hmm. so you know Disney and Hulu and HBO Max and, and the lot, Sky Showtime in the UK. Uh, we have a big business around financial services, and you know how regulated they are, so all the big banks across uh, mm -hmm. on both sides of the pond. Then we have a big business around CPG and retail, and then finally we have a big business around healthcare. Again, highly regulated, HIPAA and so on. Right. So, it's not only the regulations around the industry that we are part of, it's also the regulations that our customers are part of. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I'll give you a simple example. It sounds simple, but it's a difficult thing to do. In our business, when our customers use our platform to get feedback from their customers, so we are a B2B2C company, mm -hmm. and there's millions of them that they get feedback from, if any of those, any one or two or half a million, want to say, we no longer want to give you feedback, by law, every part of their record has to be purged, <laughs> right? In certain industries, this is, yeah. it's not a choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just have to do it. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't do it, you could be on the wrong side of the auditors and, yeah. and the law. So again, because we are yeah. cloud native, 
you know, AWS first, and that's what we use. Uh, it allowed us to do. So yeah, there's absolutely, it's a big part of our business. And if we didn't do that, it could be catastrophic for our business. So yeah. from that standpoint, it's not, it's, not some, it's not a nice to have, it's <laughs> fundamental to what we do. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's great to see how successful we've been with it, and congratulations, and I want to thank you for coming up on board. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the AWS for Software Companies podcast. For more conversations with global software leaders, subscribe to this podcast in your podcast app of choice. And please feel free to share these episodes on LinkedIn or other social media. Thanks again for listening.